This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Hello, Metro FM family. This is your brother Jonathan with DHL Ministries, Decisions, Habits, Lifestyle. Joining you again this wonderful Sunday, a day that was not promised, and yet here we are. All the more can we appreciate that with things that are going on in and around our world. Amen. We're continuing on in the book of 2 Peter chapter 3, so you can get your Bibles there now, get your paper out. Those of you who've been listening to us for some time, two times a week on Metro FM through Radio Box, you already know, and those who have joined the WhatsApp group have your notes ready, and you can add to your notes as we talk and see what God has for us today. Go ahead, get your Bible. We'd like to get you familiar with your Bible. The purpose for DHL Ministries is to draw you into and develop you through discipleship. And that's why we want you to see there are decisions that need to be made as you read the Word of God. We want to encourage you in those decisions till they become habits. And then ultimately your lifestyle in Christ is apparent for all to see. So we're going to read the scripture first. 2 Peter chapter 3, starting at verse 10 all the way to 15. And it says in the old King James, it says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons Ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless, and account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul also, according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you. Well, amen. There's a lot of things in this section of Scripture that we could develop and talk about um, many people are very interested in prophecy, especially the prophecies who, that have yet to be fulfilled. When the Lord's coming back, how will he appear when he comes back? It's fascinating to dig into those things. Many a Christian often stays in the book of Revelation and the book of Daniel and gets interested by the correlation and the, the visual images given there and those types of things. And, and these researches or studies are not in vain. They're, they're profitable, but it's often because we want entertainment. We want dramatics. We want um, to be able to know something that other people consider a mystery. What I usually say to people who have approached me about the book of Daniel or the book of Revelation is, you know, do you know the rest of the Bible? I mean, because it's all intricately woven together. It's all a beautiful masterpiece. And if you're spending all of your time studying one book or books and you haven't embraced the whole Bible, 
then you're missing a lot, considerably a lot. So we encourage you to read your Bible every day. If you do it for 15 minutes a day, you can actually read the whole Bible in a year. That's right, that's not that long at all. And by doing so, just simply reading it 15 minutes a day, and there are a number of studies out there that will help you, um, you will find yourself seeing the connectivity between the books, understanding each book of the Bible and what its purpose is, and seeing how it connects, why it was placed where it was placed in the Bible. It's beautiful. Also, Christians who are so fascinated by the end times and they keep saying, come Jesus, come, because it's an expression of how bad the world has become. And of course, we long to see him. But the reality is twofold. One, I'm grateful that he is tarrying or he is delaying because I have family members that are not saved. And I know there's people around me that are not saved. And so... When people say that or when I think that, I stop myself because I'm glad that he's tarrying. I'm glad he's delaying. Also, he's going to come when he knows everyone who's going to choose him has chosen him. He's given so many, so many chances. I mean, just to me alone, let alone anyone else who's not saved yet. The other thing to carefully consider is are we ready? Are we ready for him to come back? Look what it says. It says it's going to come like a thief in the night. It's going to catch us by surprise. In which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. It's going to be an amazing, amazing thing to experience. But it's saying in verse 11, seeing then, in other words, knowing that you know this is true and this is how it's going to be, that all these things shall be dissolved. What manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Now, enjoy the old King James because it'll say things like conversation. It's not talking about only your words that come out of your mouth. Conversation in the old form of that word meant your entire conduct. In other words, how you think, how you speak, how you act, all of it. So the question is posed to both of us, or to all of us. Knowing this to be true, believing the Bible is true, knowing Jesus is coming back, seeing that the world is getting far worse than we ever imagined it would, blatantly worse, the father of lies is selling lies to everyone on every level and Only believers can really see that they are lies. They're not even carefully fabricated lies. They're blatant and people are believing it because they're deceived. So seeing these things all around us, the governments weakening, the world peace dissolving, the uncertainty of weather patterns, the uncertainty of so many things, What kind of life should we be living? Think about it. What kind of life should we be living if we believe that's true? We know we'll be taken away in the rapture. We know we'll see Jesus face to face. We know he's begun a work that he'll finish and that we're not perfect. But are we doing everything he's asking us to do? You know, what kind of relationship do we have with God the Father through Jesus Christ? 
these are some heavy questions, I know, used to some entertaining, light, airy chunks, uh, little nuggets of information here and there. But more and more when I share the word on this venue and other venues, the tone of the Spirit of God is that of pay attention. Because for sure, He is coming sooner than ever before, right? That's a no-brainer. But are we ready? Here's another question for you. Are you treating strangers that you see along the road or at the store or on the bus, are you treating them the way you would want other Christians to treat your family members who aren't saved or your friends who aren't saved? Are you making the opportunity to talk with them? Are you being skilled or developing your skill in talking about current events and turning it into something eternal? Now, if you're not good at that, it's okay. There are so many resources. There are tracks that can break the ice. There are a number of things that we can discuss to break the ice with a stranger. Oh my goodness, there are so many current events that you can break the ice or the silence with a stranger about COVID, world situations, politics. Those are easy things to talk about, even sports, that people will gladly join in without any resistance. And then once you're talking, now it's a little more comfortable. The longer you talk, usually the more comfortable they get. And then you can talk with them about eternal matters. Their Living Waters ministry is one that I would make mention of. Any way you can get a hold of their information. They are very skilled at discussing things with people and helping to bring things to their attention. While we're here, let me mention this. We know the good news of salvation through Jesus Christ. But people are not ready to receive that good news until they know the bad news. You can go up to everyone and say, I've got a cure for whatever. But if they don't have whatever, they're like, eh, don't need it. Maybe if I got it one day, like say COVID, the cure for COVID. If you had the cure for COVID and nobody had COVID or coronavirus, then... They'd say, well, that's a great thing. That's a wonderful thing for you and those people who are suffering, but I'm okay. As long as people have their wealth, they're okay. They're the hardest ones to talk to. As long as people have their looks and their mobility and their health, I'm okay. So talking to people about the gospel message has to first go into an uncomfortable territory, and that's the reality of sin. That's the reality of our condition with God before we accept Jesus. And many people want to fluff over, drive past that. But remember, the Bible talks more about hell than it does about heaven. Hell's a very real place. So ask yourself that question again now that we've talked a little bit. Are you treating or do you desire to treat or do you want to treat the strangers that you're interacting with or even the acquaintances at work? Are you interacting with them the way you hope and pray that believers are interacting with your unsaved family and friends? It's about our conduct. Sometimes we we don't want to be held to that level of scrutiny if we say we're a Christian. We may still be allowing ourselves to curse at work or dress a certain way or act a certain way or joke a certain way. And we don't want to put it out there because then people say, hey, I thought you were a Christian. How are you talking like that? How are you acting like that? How are you still doing those things? But saying you're a Christian, although it will get some banter, humor, maybe poke fun, If you're living it, 
you will start to get apologies from people who are saying things around you that they don't feel comfortable saying in front of their pastor or another religious person. That's a sign that there's a distinction between you and the rest of the world. You're an ambassador from the kingdom of God. And as long as you acted in all of your conversation and all of your conduct, and you're living that life and you're talking to them about Christ as the spirit of God makes a way, then you can rest assured when you see Jesus face to face, it will be a different sensation than those who are avoiding that, those who are leaving it for the other guy. One thing that we should talk about one day is the Bema Seat of Judgment versus the Great Throne of Judgment, the Great White Throne of Judgment. There are two judgments. Everyone will be judged. But those of us who are in Christ, obviously our sins are covered by His sacrifice. But our works will be tried by fire. The things that we've done to see whether they are wood, stubble, and hay, or gold, silver, and diamonds, precious gems. Meaning, were they done by the inspiration of God, by the power of God, for the glory of God? Or were there some selfish ambitions in there? Those will be burned up. A lot of things things to think about, guys. I know. Family, it's so important for us to enter into authentic Christianity. Make this a relationship thing. It's really important. Because it says, according to his promise... We look for this new heaven and earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Seeing that we look for such things, be diligent that you may be found of him in peace without spot or blameless. The Amplified says, So beloved, since you are expecting these things, be eager to be found by him that is coming without spot or blemish and at peace, meaning in serene confidence, free from fears and agitating passions and moral conflicts. Settle those things once and for all. The moral conflicts, the, the passions that are inappropriate, all of those things are because you're allowing remnants of your old self to exist, to live. It's time to switch over, to become 100% fully on board with Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, there are notes, as you in the WhatsApp group know, and those notes are there to help you um, to learn more and to digest this and to recall it later. But you'll see as you get the notes before the message, the audio, audio message, you'll see that many times I don't stick to the notes. And that's because I'm trusting that the Spirit of God will have His way. It is talking about this whole chapter, remember in the beginning, uh, Peter assured the listeners of the certainty of Christ's coming to judgment against those scorners who dispute against it. And then he's warning the godly for the long patience of God to hasten their repentance, to turn from their ways, to purify their hearts, to cleanse their hands, to open up their hidden chambers to the Spirit of God. And now he's describing also the manner how the world shall be destroyed. And he's encouraging and exhorting people from the expectation of that to a holiness of life. All holiness of life. Not some. You know, the resources that are available are many. And if you're being ministered to through this ministry, we bring these things to remembrance each and every time we talk. If you're already plugged in, praise God. But if you need more resources, besides the two times a week we're given here, you can join our WhatsApp group. There's a number for that. 
260-97-583-6324. That's 260-97-583-6324. You can find us on any podcast, whether it be iTunes or Spotify. Just look up DHL Ministries on your Google And you'll find our YouTube and seven or eight podcast places where we upload messages. So you have that as a resource. And of course, you're here at Radio Box already listening to 94.5 FM. And we're with you twice a week here. So there's not going to be much room for excuse if ministries such as DHL are affording you this much connectivity. But more importantly... I encourage you to press forward, press forward into authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. And I know you might be thinking, I don't even know if I'm saved or not. It's good because we go through this every time we're together. It's so worth it. Follow the ABCs. A, admit you're a sinner because the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There's none that is righteous. No, not one. And B, believe. Believe that God sent His only Son to die for your sin, that Jesus Christ is a real person and died for your sin. It's very real. And He rose again on the third day. That is documented in secular, non-Christian history as well. And then third, confess it. Share it with someone else that you've made this change or you want to be transformed or you want to live a life that's pleasing to God. Those are the ABCs, and that'll bring you into what's called conversion, meaning there will be fruit of repentance in your life, demonstrating that you've turned from your ways. You'll cut a lot of things out, and you'll start to do other things. This is the fruit of repentance and evidence that God's conviction is in your heart. But next, it's coming into discipleship, where you learn how to learn the things of God directly, where you learn how to pray more effective, fervent prayers, where you desire to increase your appetite for the things of God each and every week. And we're doing that here. I'll give you that number again in case it went too fast or you want to confirm it. Join our WhatsApp group at 260-97-583-6324. That's 260-97-583-6324. And then you'll get the notes and you'll get the text messages. You'll get the link to the audio first. And we have all the messages um, from the last couple of months on the on the uh, podcast. So you can go there to anchor.tv forward slash DHL Ministries, or you can look up DHL Ministries and see all the 94.5 FM broadcasts that are uploaded there. Well, guys, I enjoy getting with you each and every week. And I thank you for your patience. And some weeks when we have to, or we're led to, repeat a past message. I know they're trying times. I know in Lasaka, Zambia, I'm praying for your government. I'm praying for the elections. I'm praying for your peace. I'm praying for your reign to come. I'm praying for prosperity as a nation, a prosperous relationship nation. I admire the Christian central focus that you still have in that country. And I pray that the Lord bless you in a very special way to draw you into a deeper discipleship and into authentic Christianity. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.